and China has has not agreed to allow that to happen. So we're we're actually redoing the same th- exercises in past years, but obviously the difference is uh, because of the virus situation. And, and uh, there might be more emphatic support for Taiwan to participate as an observer, but whether that translates into substantive action and specifically what countries will do if China continues to refuse to agree, uh, that's a big question mark. And if countries don't do anything different in the past, uh, then Taiwan's situation vis-a-vis the WHA, WHO remain, will remain unchanged. Ross, thanks very much indeed. Always good to talk to you. That's our Taipei-based political risk consultant, Ross Feingold. You're listening to Money Talk on RTHK Radio 3. Just finally, a, bit, a little look at the rest of the markets, the currency markets. The US dollar trading at 106 and a quarter at the moment against the Japanese yen. That's a little bit firm this morning, but the pound has been sliding. It was down about 0.8% overnight in New York. It's declining again a bit further here in Asian trading this morning. Uh, right now, trading at $1.23 and a quarter cents against the, uh, the US dollar. Thank you very much for listening this morning. Do stay tuned to Radio 3. Back chats with Hugh Chiverton and Anna Fenton is coming up after the news. The weather forecast for today, sunny periods. It's going to be hot again with a maximum temperature of around 32 degrees in the urban areas, a couple of degrees higher in the new territories, and the outlook is for it to remain very hot with sunny periods in the next couple of days. There will be a few showers early next week. It's 29 degrees right now, 79% relative humidity. 8.31, here's Samantha Butler with the half-hour news. An infectious disease expert says now is the appropriate time to relax social distancing measures given it's been 17 days with no local cases of COVID-19. From tomorrow, the size of public gatherings will be increased to a maximum of eight people and venues such as gyms, cinemas and beauty salons can reopen. Schools will resume towards the end of the month. But Dr Joseph Jung called the virus situation outside of Hong Kong dangerous, saying cross-border students shouldn't be allowed to return to school here and border and quarantine measures shouldn't be relaxed. We have to keep the current measurements or requirement unchanged as regard to the border control, regardless of the nationality, because right now outside of Hong Kong is still considered to be having the coronavirus flat. So we should not lose them at this time. Whenever we are considered to have some relaxations of the measurements right now in the community settings, anytime we should just only adjust one of the variables. Donald Trump has described the coronavirus pandemic as the worst attack ever on the United States, saying the global outbreak wouldn't have happened if China had acted quicker. Mr Trump said the fallout from the pandemic had hit the country harder than the Japanese bombing of Pearl Harbor in World War II or the September the 11th attacks two decades ago. This is really the worst attack we've ever had. This is worse than Pearl Harbor. This is worse than the World Trade Center. There's never been an attack like this. And it should have never happened. Could have been stopped at the source. Could have been stopped in China. It should have been stopped right at the source. And it wasn't. Critics say the Trump administration is trying to deflect attention from its own slow response to the virus. The U.S. Secretary of State Mike Pompeo says the U.S. will delay a report to Congress on whether Hong Kong has sufficient autonomy to justify keeping its special trade status. The report had been due at the end of this month and could lead to sanctions if the U.S. thinks the SAR's freedoms have been undermined. Robert Kemp reports. 
Mr Pompeo said the US State Department wants to take into account any moves against Hong Kong's autonomy that Beijing may be considering ahead of the annual National People's Congress meeting later this month. The report will be the first under the Hong Kong Human Rights and Democracy Act, which passed last November during the anti-government protests here. Under the Act, the State Department must certify that the SER retains enough autonomy to warrant its favourable US trading terms. Also, any officials responsible for human rights violations in Hong Kong face possible sanctions including visa bans and asset freezes. You're listening to the news on RTHK. Good morning and welcome to Back Chat. I'm Hugh Chiverton, your co-host today, Anna Fenton. Anna, good morning to you. Good morning, everybody. Today, back to school. The Education Minister announced on Tuesday that senior secondary school students will be the first to return to public school campuses on May the 27th, followed by younger secondary and older primary school pupils on June the 8th. As for private and international schools, the government says they can reopen sooner in two or three phases, anytime from May the 20th. So what do you think of the timing? Is that a about right. How can students catch up with the curriculum? What about the question of fees? Is there enough protective gear for our children? What sort of distancing measures are appropriate in classrooms and in playgrounds? What are your concerns about the return? Let us know your thoughts, your questions and comments. You can leave a message on our Facebook page Backchat on RTHK Radio 3. You can email us backchat at rthk.hk or you can give us a call on our telephone number is 233-88266. We look forward to hearing from you. 233 266. Uh, just before we get on to the uh, subject of uh, education uh, primarily, we were talking about uh, some masks and also the question of the production of the masks uh, yesterday uh, in our discussion. A couple of uh, follow-up comments in uh, emails. Uh, this is from Amanda. First of all, who says one point that was not touched on uh, was the data being collected on each person for distribution of masks, name, address, ID card and mobile phone. Clever of the government to seem caring, but meanwhile collecting more data. I have nothing to hide, but I'm sure this info will be used for more than distribution of masks and health reasons. That's from uh, Amanda. And uh, Larry says US media reports again reveal that early warnings have been issued to President Trump by CDC officials, medical experts, Bill Gates and other science lobbyists in more than a dozen classified briefings as far back as January and February. President Trump has responded by spreading misinformation and claiming he didn't know how bad it would get, according to MSNBC. Maybe someone should demand an investigation into the mishandling of the pandemic in the US by the White House, which has led to the US claiming the number one spot in the COVID-19 death rankings. God bless America if he and his family manage to further radicalise and divide the people. That comes uh, from uh, Larry. Uh, and as I say, we did touch on the question of the uh, production and uh, which companies actually are making uh, the masks uh, uh, in, in Hong Kong and the uh, mysterious identity. The uh, government said they won't disclose the manufacturer's name uh, and other details details to prevent competitors from outbidding it for uh, raw materials. But our listener, uh, Jim, has been doing some interesting uh, detective work, um, literally, and uh, um, he's just, uh, pointed to uh, documents, he sent them over, uh, 
indicating that the um, the people who were who were really the kind of uh, developers of the idea, the research institute, the uh, Hong Kong Research Institute of Textiles and uh, Apparel Limited, uh, that is uh, spearheading this, um, he's pointed out that they had uh, three sponsors uh, for the uh, development, and the sponsors are presumably involved also uh, in the uh, manufacture. That's the Hisma Biotechnology Company Limited, KTC Limited, and TAL uh, Apparel uh, Limited. So those are the sponsors. Um, of that project and uh, uh, involved presumably in the development. Interesting uh, uh, little bit of uh, digging around there. Thank you very much indeed for that. To uh, today's topic, uh, we've got some uh, emails, but maybe we'll, let's go first to uh, our guests. We're joined this morning by uh, Dr. Esther Ho, uh, who's uh, principal of uh, Carmel Allison Lam uh, Foundation Secondary School, and we hope to be joined also by uh, Mervyn Chung at some point, who's chairman of the Hong Kong Education Policy Concern Organisation. Uh, Dr. Ho, first of all, good morning. Good morning. Thank you very much indeed for for joining us. Okay, so how is this going to work at your school? As I understand it, I spoke to at least one other principal, and I think every school is going to be a little bit different, isn't it? Every school is going to be quite complicated. So what's going to be your approach? Yeah, our secondary school is a native school, and uh, since the school suspension in early February, we have been... uh, Working hard on various risk manage- managements, uh, uh, we because teachers will return to school to conduct online lessons. Uh, of course, they can choose to work at school or to uh, work at home. But uh, daily, we should have a uh, a group of administrators and teachers uh, standing by, because uh, a few students may, uh, due to various reasons, they may. They may prefer to uh, coming back to school and have a self-study there. So, um, all in all, we need to ensure ensure uh, the school ha- is implementing uh, various safety measures, uh, the hygiene issues, and we we uh, uh, walk through every every location, every classrooms to 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 figure out what. Uh, hygienic measure we should put in place and so far uh, we have done a lot for example in our school um, we have a spray of a um, coating that uh, when there is a touch on the surface the contact surface disinfectant will be released and the effect lasts for more than three months Um, we are using our own money for this measure but uh, we think that it is uh, essential and uh, effective in a way that uh, it ensures uh, teachers uh, or different employees and students who come back to school to work will have uh, uh, their, um, uh, the, in this regard, they have increased hygiene standards. Um, we are preparing for uh, the class resumption, and so, for example, this afternoon I will, I'm going to have a meeting with uh, the administrative staff. Uh, once again, we need to figure out uh, a list of risk factors and how we are going to uh, derive uh, measures, policies, and regulations. So, so what are you going to actually do? Now, for example. Uh, we have uh, the senior form students coming back to school earlier on May 26th. Will they, did, will they be for whole day or half day? Half How day, half because day. We, we need to follow the, uh, the suggestions from the Education Bureau. 
and then we all students only stay for half day. So we have to um, shorten the time for each period from, for example, in our school from 45 minutes to 35 minutes so that we can um, uh, have the curriculum basically covered with various subjects having the opportunity to go through a certain part of the curriculum before the examination. The parents and students are quite concerned about whether we will have a final examination. Uh, instead of calling it an examination, I will say it is an assessment. It's an E-end assessment because throughout uh, the whole second term from February to now, and when the class resume, uh, we have online teaching, we have self-directed studies. So just, yes, just, so, just so, a second yeah. there, um, Dr. Esther, why would you have 35-minute sessions instead of 45-minute sessions? Yes, because, uh, uh, for sakes, in our school, we um, uh, have uh, lessons start at 8.05 and end at uh, 3.30. So we have eight lessons each day. But uh, if we have to make it in a half day... Oh, I see. So it's yeah. to squish so everything just, in. Well, it's squish now, are there any classes in. that you're not having? Because I see many of the European schools, as in France and Germany and Denmark, have variously been uh, not having sport, not having music. Mm -hmm. are, are you excluding any particular classes? Well, I try to keep them. Because for students, it is um, as part of their school life. Part of the learning, uh, this uh, uh, sports, uh, music, home economics are also uh, meaningful and essential learning experiences for them, especially when they, this group of students has been kept at home for such a long time. Sure, sure. And will yeah. mask wearing be essential? And are you spacing out the desks? Spacing out the desks is, is, is uh, uh, definitely one of the measures. But uh, we are waiting for and we, we are expecting the Education Bureau to issue a more detailed guidelines on operations and the precautions uh, that teachers and schools should follow in different subjects, for example. So, so yeah. I know this is all very general, but specifically yeah. you must have your own idea. Yeah. Are you mm -hmm. capping class sizes like they are in uh, France? I think they must be maximum of 15. Uh, yeah, um, that in our in the school, basically, the class size is about 30. 30. And uh, the classrooms, uh, because we have a limited number of classrooms, so this is a uh, uh, detail that we need to figure out. But basically, we will just uh, make the desk, uh, having the distance maximized as far as possible within each classrooms. What our, my concern is, uh, for example, you just mentioned, Anna just mentioned that uh, having, when students are having their physical uh, tra training and their physical education lessons, there are something, some activities that they could do, but there are some activities that we should suspend continuously. For example, um, uh, activities that students have frequent uh, physical contact then, uh, given the situation now, we may need to suspend it. And the teachers, So which, which ones are you talking about? Uh, for example, um, uh, basketballs. Basketballs, so that's the, the, the players have to have certain kind of physical contact. But when we have a, a symbol... A, Gymnastic, basic gymnastics, when we, we could have uh, individual players uh, setting apart 
and we're still following the coaches to conduct the exercises, then these kind of physical activities can continue. Uh, another concern is um, uh, experiments, conducting experiments, experiments in science classes. They, they used to have group works together and they will have uh, frequent communications between members within the group. Then how and whether that could be uh, done in class and in what way, then um, we need to discuss with teachers, but we also look forward uh, for um, suggestions or recommendations from the Education Bureau, because this well, is very subject-specific. Yeah, and, mm. you know, you keep, forgive me, referring back to, you know, like <laughs> looking to the government for guidance, but I think this is going, the experience of Europe is that it's coming down to the individual schools much more. What, what are you getting from your parents? Are they willing to put their kids back into the melee or are they reluctant? Uh, well, according to what I knew, uh, parents, um, in fact, they, they, they hope that students can resume their study, resume their school life, and have uh, a social life with their fellow school, schoolmates and teachers. So um, psychological well-being... Uh, is one of the key concerns. Yeah, but it, so, can, we, so, can we just stick yeah. with what the parents are telling you? <laughs> are they but, keen to get them back yeah, in? Yeah, yeah. So, but the, um, I, uh, throughout the past few months, we continuously uh, have uh, or have regular communications with parents, including the PDA. And uh, we ensure that uh, the measures in place in school, considering hygiene, uh, online learning, uh, curriculum coverage, as well as assessment are in place. And uh, parents tell me they are ready. They are ready. Of course, we need to uh, uh, give them uh, a list of uh, suggestions that how they could prepare their kids to go back to school, including uh, the psychological and uh, hygiene uh, um, preparations. So what, what, psycholo mm. sorry, what psychological preparation would you advise? Mm -hmm. So it's about the learning routines on one hand. Another is uh, they will have students and parents are, uh, experience, experiencing some kind of dress. Uh, because of the uh, the long period of uh, uh, class suspension, although we have been engaging them in some way on certain online learning, uh, the social distancing and uh, and a certain fear and dress due to um, the uh, coronavirus uh, uh, pandemic is um, it is something that we we. Uh, um, evident from uh, local surveys and researches. So um, how we schools and teachers help students to uh, go back to school, which and how we create a, a positive culture with an inviting environment and safe environment. Uh, so when they return, they can uh, learn and engage in the social life safely is one of the key concerns. Do, do you think the children, have they been meeting each other or have they been really kind of stuck at home and just on their own? Uh, we have uh, sunshine course by class teachers to every parents and students regularly throughout the past few months. 
And we learned that for majority of times, the students are really staying at home, uh, especially in the February and March. In uh, April, they, they start to feel bored, really, mm. really bored. And sometimes they will meet up with their friends, but in, in small groups. They may have some kind of social gatherings, which, uh, in fact, there is some kind of risk. But for some of them, they will have, uh, uh, they choose to return to school and have some kind of self-study. So uh, there are various ways that students uh, try to engage with their friends. So you're saying they've actually been coming back into the school during lockdown then? Yeah, they, they, um, if this is for um, study purpose, yeah, because... Uh, uh, we stay our campus open when students have the need. For example, they want to have uh, self-studies in the classrooms or in the library, or they want to borrow a book from the libraries or to, to get back the learning resources because the shutdown is quite sudden. Mm. So how many, how, what percentage do you think have kept trotting into school every day? Um, uh, we don't set a maximum quota, but uh, we uh, ha- receive students uh, on its basis. Um, my my um, what I can record is uh, no more than ten. Oh, so just each a handful. Yes, yeah, just a handful. So, um, one last thing about the fear. Do you think there's more fear among the parents or among the kids coming back to school? I think this is the parents. Basically, the parents, yeah, because um, um, uh, parents uh, uh, they 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 worry about the learning progress. Also, they worry about whether there is test or exam. They worry about uh, whether the school have uh, enough uh, uh, hygiene measures put in place. But for the students. Um, what the teachers tell me and uh, what my first-hand experience is uh, yeah, when I talk to them is they they long for school life. So um, they, they prioritize this more than their fear. Mm. <laughs> All right, here's an email. Uh, Backchat.rthk.hk is our address. This is from uh, Mr. Tang, uh, who is uh, himself a, uh, a teacher. Uh, Mr. Tang says, with the subject line, perfect timing for school resumption, school resumption for S3 to S5 takes place two days after the last exam day of the DSE, which is appropriate timing. That way, schools can have a day for sanitising the campus before classes resume. The gradual resumption of classes for pupils of different key learning stages also makes perfect sense. Given that there have been no confirmed local cases of COVID-19 for more than two weeks, the virus situation is clearly trending towards stable. It's about time for the kids to return to school and get back to the routine of learning. Having been stuck at home for almost four months, some have lost the motivation to study and many experience emotional problems arising from conflicts with parents about bedtime and homework. Kids also need a structure and routine to hone academic skills and develop values such as discipline and determination. E-learning inadvertently puts siblings in competition for Wi-Fi connection and electronic gadgets at home leading to quarrels. While e-platforms such as Google, Google Classroom and Zoom come in handy during this school suspension period, they are at best temporary substitutes for face-to-face lessons. The learning and teaching efficiency is compromised to some extent, so teachers and 
students need to play catch-up with the syllabus. Of course, adjustments to the coverage of subject content can be made and the postponement of year-end exams and summer holidays guarantee flexibility in pedagogy and assessment. School resumption is welcome news to all stakeholders concerned, especially parents who have been playing some part in homeschooling kids. My students surprisingly say they look forward to going back to school, with many saying they can't wait to meet their peers. The long wait is over. That comes uh, from Mr Tang, who's uh, a uh, uh, teacher. Thank you very much indeed for those uh, uh, interesting uh, observations. Um, what about that? Um, just going back to one of the early things that Mr Tang mentions there was about um, cleaning the, the school and preparing the school just um, physically. Uh, do you get advice from the EDB on that? Do they have experts who will tell you what to do and how to do it? Or you just kind of do it, look around and use your own intelligence uh, as that although i repeatedly say okay we, we expect edb give us some guidelines because uh, they are responsible for that they should be res- held responsible mm. for that but that they can only give us something very basic in general okay so schools should keep the premises clean and safe uh, daily have some daily cleanup of course we know but uh, due to limitation of power manpower resources and uh, effectiveness is one of the concerns. So at the beginning of the program, I share that uh, I fetch various means and uh, I found that there is uh, one uh, technology that is invented locally by uh, the uh, University of Science and Technology. I uh, visited scientists. I went to the lab. Is that the coating you were talking yeah, about? Yeah, it's the coating. Yeah. And, uh, uh, and with a thorough understanding of the effectiveness, and then we we need to liaise with the company, with the company, because we are not rich. We have uh, just limited resources. But uh, I tell them that, in fact, in local schools, all local schools need this service. Why not we, we just uh, start and see how this works and uh, when more people become aware of the need to have this kind of uh, technology driven um, measures in place then we may mobilize the government to do more and support schools with uh, injections of uh, a little bit more funding have you have you received any extra money to cope with this um, now, so I mean, far, and also the, the development of the new technology that you had to use for the distance learning and things like that. Do you get extra money for that? Yeah, there is a, a small amount of money, uh, uh, which is for contingency measures, for example. Schools spend a lot on masks. On mask. So have you received yeah. any extra money? This is, uh, yes, but just a small lump sum. What do we spend? What we have spent? It's much more than the uh, extra money that we have got. So how are you funding that? Are we using our own reserves and we are um, uh, uh, using funds from um, uh, the existing resources, of course. There are some to be covered by the school is ourselves. But the, this is necessary and we have uh, no choice. For example, I think many school principals can share the experiences in a time when we are not quite sure when the class resumption will happen, which possibly in, 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 in March. Then the, we every day, one of our key concern is where can we find enough masks? Yeah. So what's the, what are you going to do about that? Are you going to give the children masks or expect them to wear masks or how will um, that work? 
so far at this point, uh, we have uh, masks for janitors, masks for teachers who come back to school to work because this is necessary is for their protection. For us, but not for the students. <laughs> Because uh, this class haven't resumed yet, mm. but when students return to school, if they have difficulty in uh, getting enough masks from their family, then we will still support them, give them uh, adequate supply of masks. And that's why we are so anxious about the mask supply. Yeah. And these reusable masks issued by the government, they would be acceptable, would they? They're so students could wear those yeah definitely yeah. definitely yeah. yeah and so this is also um good news although there are a lot of different uh, concerns and uh, comments towards the mast but at least uh, uh, at this stage after several months uh, we have got a um reasonable and stable supply of masks to the school and that is uh, it's of one of the risk pop issue in in fact and basically for the summer will the summer holidays just be like normal summer holidays or do you think you'll change the um, arrangements over the summer according to what i know majority of the schools will uh delay the beginning of the summer by uh one to three weeks okay yeah so uh to uh cater for uh the, do the teachers know that <laughs> yeah <laughs> yes yes <laughs> and they're okay with that yeah, uh, we also inform the parents and seek their uh, uh, advice, and uh, we need to make our um, uh, school operations, curriculum, and assessment a shared understanding among all stakeholders, from parents to teachers to uh, the IMC, the sponsoring bodies, as know. Okay. Well, Dr. Ho, thank you very much indeed for joining us this morning. Principal of the Carmel Allison Lamb Foundation Secondary School uh, in Kwai Chung. Thank you very much indeed for all that uh, uh, insight. Uh, uh, someone from uh, who's formerly the PTA of our Island School, an ESF parent, will be joining us uh, after the news uh, at nine. Uh, do contribute, please, by uh, giving us a call or dropping us a line. Backchat.rthk.hk. Dr. Ho, thank you very much indeed. The weather before the news now at nine o'clock. There are sunny periods forecast for today and again it's going to be hot. Temperatures up to about 32 degrees in the urban areas and a little bit warmer in the new territories. Uh, very hot with sunny periods in the next couple of days too. 29 degrees, the latest readings and the relative humidities now at 78%. Last November, during the anti-government protests here. Under the Act, the State Department must certify that the SER retains enough autonomy to warrant its favourable US trading terms. Also, any officials responsible for human rights violations in Hong Kong face possible sanctions, including visa bans and asset freezes. You're listening to the news on RTHK. <laughs> Welcome back. This is Backchat on a Thursday morning with Anna Fenton and me, Hugh Chiverton. We're talking about uh, going back to school with the announcement uh, earlier this week that uh, uh, young people uh, in Hong Kong, students, will be returning gradually uh, in various ways to uh, full-time education. We were talking to a uh, principal of a, a government secondary school in the first part of the programme. Uh, we're joined now by uh, Mervyn Chung, who's uh, chairman of the Hong Kong Education P Policy Concern Organisation, and uh, Alifai Ibrahim 
Graham, who's an Island School uh, PTA chair in uh, 2017-19, to 19, parent of a 16-year-old IB student at uh, Island School, uh, an ESF school. If you've got any comments, uh, please uh, email us, backchat.rthk.hk. We'll read out your thoughts, um, or you can uh, give us a call, and our telephone number is 233-88266 if you want to talk directly to Hong Kong and to our guests. Uh, that's the best way to do it. Or, of course, you can always comment on our Facebook page, and everyone can see your comments there, backchat.rthk.hk. Okay, Phil, uh, let's get some uh, uh, emails, first of all, on related and semi-related uh, topics. Phil B says, uh, good, to see, good to see you have applauded some good investigative journalism on looking into the CU mask issue. However, I however think this is just a waste of time, as no one is interested other than those that wish to bash the government. RTHK, as usual, is just stirring the pot. If RTHK or any uh, other objective journalist wishes to investigate a good story, they should examine the Democrats' background and include any involvement of their children in the violent protests. It would be interesting to know if they only condone violence by other young people but never allow their close family or children to be involved. Several senior police officers have recently been investigated. This is a more objective investigation, albeit the motive is perhaps political. Nevertheless, if they are wrong, they need to suffer the consequences. Let's now hope the Democrats can be looked at and see what comes out in the wash. That or all said, glad to hear that schools are soon back in operation. Uh, that comes uh, from Phil B. Uh, Gabriel says, why can't the government info the government collect for the CU masks be used for the 10K uh, disbursement? Uh, and uh, S says, wonder if the data for mask distribution can be used by anybody for vote rigging. Thanks very much indeed for your comments. Backchat at rthk.hk uh, is the place to uh, send them. Uh, uh, Mervyn Chung, good morning to you. Good morning. Thanks very much indeed for, for joining us. So um, we were hearing, uh, I mean, what, I think one thing we were we got from the first part of the programme today was that it's very much up to the individual schools yeah. uh, to how they're going to do this. And you've got quite jittery parents <laughs> the parents are worried <laughs> the students are worried the teachers have got their own kinds of concerns it's going to be quite tricky isn't it for the schools yeah so i i think um there should be clear and precise guidelines to be um to be given by the uh, education bureau to cover the major business of the school which especially those which need to be dealt with um, as soon as possible because uh, the school year is is drawing to an end and there's a lot of outstanding business to be completed by by, by the schools so i think uh, so uh, there should be more, uh, very extensive consultations uh, work with the school sector to see how these things can be finished off um, uh, smoothly and uh, one thing well, of course, uh, we are talking about uh, class resumption, uh, well, which is good. Uh, to me, uh, the timing is correct because uh, Hong, Kong, Hong Kong-based infections have been uh, non-existent for close to 20 days. So um, since the, the school year is drawing to an end, we, we, we need to allow time for the schools to um, draw, to, to put, put an end to things belonging to the current school year. But anyway, schools should resume classes uh, in uh, in a gradual and orderly manner. Um, before classes would actually um, reopen, all school premises should be thoroughly clean, cleaned and disinfected, and students 
uh, and the parents as well as staff members to step up precautionary measures to maintain both personal hygiene and environmental hygiene of the schools. Surely that's the most important thing, that it's the human beings that need to step up yeah. rather than the uh, hardware. Uh, yeah, uh, I, I think uh, for the hardware, like, uh, say, the facial mask, temperature ticking uh, mechanism, all these things are already uh, in place, especially they have been uh, thoroughly tested and uh, used during the uh, DSE examinations period. Uh, which which are you know all effective. So uh, when we come to class resumption, uh, we involve uh, far more students than the, uh, than the DSE examinations, and uh, the students and probably the the parents as well will need to be very seriously alerted to the importance of he of hearing to all the regulations and all the uh, uh, following through all the precautionary measures. One example I, I, I can mm. see is that, um, say, after uh, several months of uh, you know, uh, uh, lack of physical contact uh, in schools, the students, when they go, uh, you know, go back to school, they enjoy the reunion, they rejoice, and probably they keep too close contacts with, with one another, and, and that can be risky. <laughs> What, what, what about uh, just in the classrooms, for example? Are they yeah. going to space out the desks? How will they get? How will they fit everybody in the classroom? Yeah, that's a problem. In fact, uh, uh, that has also been uh, we well, our association has also discussed uh, this issue, and some principals have pointed out that for you know a, a school with a, a standard twenty four classes, uh, now the, the class resumption. We'll, we'll begin uh, on the 27th of this month. And just for the senior, senior secondary school classes, they have, uh, they have no less than 400 students. But for DSE examination, uh, each school as an examination venue uh, would need to take care of around 200 candidates. But now just for the senior secondary classes, there are already, uh, already 400 plus students. So how can they effectively fit each student into a classroom with proper social distancing. And also, uh, in the period... They of, can't, uh, can they? Can't. <laughs> it's difficult. There's no space. Difficult. Now, uh, uh, for, for an average class, there's over three, uh, 30 students. And can you double the size of... Uh, you know, can, you, can you increase... Uh, the size of uh, the physical size of a classroom uh, dramatically to take in uh, to take into this kind of social distancing uh, 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 requirements. Could you reconfigure the desks? Maybe put them around the outside of the wall, as you know, facing inwards as well as uh, horizontally facing towards the teacher. Uh, they are now uh, opting for a kind of uh, back to face right. seating arrangement in a single row. So that may not agree with what you 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 uh, you, you have just suggested. So I think uh, there there should be further discussion between the EDB and and also uh, and also the school principals as to how the, this kind of physical problem can can be resolved. And and uh, let's comes to the what um, the question of going to toilets in in batches. Uh, so with so many students, eventually. Coming back to you know to to the same school uh, compound, can they be effectively and uh, 
ideally divided the batches for 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 going to the toilets. That, well, that, never mind the question. toilets. How about arriving in the morning? It's the whole transport issue. In Europe, well, they're staggering them and having them coming in at different times to avoid this bottleneck at the school gate. Yeah, and uh, I, yeah, I, I, that that is one possible solution. But uh, well, in Hong Kong, we have um, we have a relatively large classes, and then the um, both teaching and and, and non-teaching manpower supports. Is relatively limited compared to the European standards. Can can the teachers, on the one hand, take care of um, classroom teaching, and also student caring? On the other hand, making sure that all students who come in different batches will be properly taken care of at least at, at the door uh, at, the, at the main entrance. Plus the you know plus the classrooms as uh, the admissions to the classrooms as well. So that that is a question mark. Okay. Well, also with us, as I say, is uh, Miss Ibrahim, who's uh, Island School PTA chair in 2017 to 19, parent of a 16-year-old IB student at Island School. Good morning to you, Miss Ibrahim. Thank you for having me on Backchat. Thank you very much indeed for, for, for coming. Before we talk about the return to school, tell us about your experience. How have, you, know, how have you been coping? What's it like, been like as a parent of, a, of an IB student uh, in these circumstances in the last few months? Well, when, when the school closure was announced just um, during the Chinese New Year break, uh, we heard from our school um, as early as the 31st of January that we won't be having any classes. It was quite a shock. Most of our ESF families were away for the Chinese New Year holidays. Uh, for my family, it meant my daughter was in India, so she extended her stay by two, three days. But uh, Island School put into place uh, online learning on the 3rd of Feb. So she started off on a different time zone, and the school made it possible to access those lessons that way. And um, we decided to bring her back because it was uh, not fitting, uh, you know, the, the study was a lot and um, she wasn't able to cope being in a different time zone. So she came back to Hong Kong and uh, continued with her online studies. Um, we have had, uh, I think the school and the teachers have done a fantastic job. I think they need to be congratulated. We've received very clear communication from schools, from the ESS regarding what's going on at every step. Um, and especially, I think my daughter's education, which, you know, the IB course is very content-heavy at year 12. Um, it's, um, it's been great. She has managed to continue her academic studies all throughout. Um, since the last extension was announced, the school has gone into taking tests as well online. The students are expected to keep academic honesty and, you know, take the tests at home. So she prints out a paper. She does the test and then she uh, sends a photo back to her teacher for corrections. And the teachers are great. They come back with uh, the scores immediately and the next lesson they discuss the paper. So they have been, we have seen progress in her studies. But of course, it's no compensation for being in class in school. I think that's very, very missed by the students. It's good to hear that you're pleased with the performance of your teachers because I think that's been, um, you know, assessed variably. Um, how do you feel about the fees? It seemed to me that ESF came in a little late in the day offering concessions on fees. How are the parents taking to the fees situation? Well, actually, I think um, the ESF announced uh, no increase to the school fees. They froze the uh, fee level to this year's level much earlier on than other schools announced them. 
and um, we have uh, received uh, just about last week the triple assessment assistance package which uh, allows each student to have a 45% discount in on their fees in June as well as the ESF financial assistance scheme which allows uh, families of year 1 and year 7 students to to you know um, be helped with their fee payments, you know, just support on different timings and uh, adjusting um, the, uh, um, the fee payment system. Um, they have um, previously the financial assistance scheme only uh, helped with um, the um, emergency and, uh, un- you know, unforeseen circumstances, but they have included year one to year seven students as well. I don't see... I don't see much of, I know that there is there is uh, people who may not agree with me, but um, I don't see as my family or others that I know of uh, having any problems with uh, fees at the moment. Okay. Um, we've heard that the, the earlier from Dr. Ho that they would extend the school year by a few weeks. Is that being talked of in ESF, to your knowledge? Um no, I don't think that we have heard anything back. In fact, today we have a call with our senior VP at Island School to discuss exactly the going back to school procedure. So I'm, I'm not very familiar with what's going to happen, but I don't think um, anyone is expecting the school to be, uh, you know, having extra lessons in summer. Uh, our principal, Stephen Loggy, did suggest that they would have um, Saturday lessons for kids, you know, for small groups of kids, and I'm talking again the IB years, not the all the other years, um, because, you know, certain curriculum require uh, the campus, like the science lessons, may need the lab for things, and which we haven't been able to access uh, all these four months. So he suggested that they will have lessons on a Saturday, but during term time, to, you know, compensate for the lost time. And those lessons will not be made compulsory for the students. And, you know, we still have to maintain all of that distance that is required by the government. So things are not very clear at the moment exactly how back to school will work. But, no, I, as far as I know, I don't think that we have been expecting to go back uh, for lessons in summer. Usually all our teachers um, and families, many of them, go away back to their home countries uh, during summer. So logistically, it's just not possible. Um, and also there are a lot of parents who make our kids have had school um, since February every day from 8 to 2.30. So they are having a full day with homework and everything. So I think they need that break. I don't think that the students, all the teachers would want to go back uh, in summer. Okay. Well, what's a, of course, they may not be able to travel. Uh, you know, that might be a problem. Um, yeah. What's actually happening with the IB? Um, did I read somewhere that they, uh, they're postponing this year or they're sort of redoing it? Because that's obviously the IB is international, uh, of course, so, and this disease is affecting every country. Do you know, Mervyn, what's happening with the IB? Uh, very little. Um, uh, I, I think uh, they, they might probably have... Um, since uh, they, they are, you know, fewer in numbers, uh, and uh, the enrollment by by comparison with uh, uh, with the public sector schools in Hong Kong is uh, is far smaller. It's easier for them to find a way out. Um, uh, uh, Mr. Abraham, do you know what's happening with the IB? Um, well, um, well, the IB this year cancelled the Year Thirteen exams, as you already probably know. Um, that was one of the biggest shocks that the community received. 
because um, you know IV exams you're working for two years for that exam mm. and then suddenly they were cancelled. The kids were happy because the stress of knowing that they're going on or not going on um, was very very heavy. And um, now it now the school has is left to kind of uh, figure out how the grading system will work because it's not a clear cut system anymore with just an exam at, and you receive your uh, IB points. However, I think that the IB students in Hong Kong definitely received the short end of the stick until, you know, this became a pandemic in March. And, um, you know, after that, IB made a decision to cancel exams. Until then, uh, we didn't hear much about what was going on within the IB system. Uh, the schools were communicating with us, but and they were they were con- constantly in touch with IB, as Belinda has mentioned in many of her communications to our parents. Um, so we are hopeful that you know, as a as an IB student parent, I think that some concessions should be offered by IB because the year 12 is a very very important and crucial year for the year for the IB studies. The year 13 actually, by the time you're into December you have already finished your applications and received university offers. Then you just have to prepare for your exam. Whereas in year 12, it's the most crucial time when you're having all your internal assessments and all of your, you know, your subject tests and the E-extended essay, the TOK essay, all of these things are, you know, done in year 12. So our kids have not been able to do all of these things at the time that, you know, it is usually set out, which which throws everything off balance. And IB is already a very, very stressful course. Um, so not being able to follow the, you know, preset many years uh, refined routine is going to cause a lot of problems. Um, I see that my daughter is very nervous about it. She knows that when she goes back to school and the um, international schools I have heard are uh, thinking of opening as early as 20th of May because uh, we are being allowed to have some more flexibility as none of our venues are DSC exam venues. And uh, so she's very nervous because when she goes back, she knows she's going to have her mocks, which are the deciding, uh, you know, the great decide where, which university you can apply to. And uh, they've had no face-to-face teaching. So I think that it is going to be very challenging for them when they go back because, you know, they're, they're wonderful kids. They have risen to the occasion, but um, it's still... Uh, they're just kids still, and they still need a lot more support. And I am very hopeful that the school will be able to help support them because they have done so all this while. And not just academically, also, you know, we have a house system, and that helps them, uh, you know, pastoral care is also excellent. What sort of so, psychological support do you think they will get? Uh, well, the, the pastoral care, as I mentioned, is handled by all the houses. You know, our school is divided into six houses, and... The senior teachers, are very, you know, every week have a, a chat with the kids and their house tutors. And if there's any issues, you can they can always go back. This is this is something that they have in school in place always. Uh, it may have generated a, a little bit more interest. I don't know because these things are kept very private by the teachers. And um, so you can approach them with any problems that you have, and you you can assure that you're going to get some support from them. Do they have uh, a school counselling service? Yes, we do. We do have counsellors in school as well, and they have they are available even now uh, if you want to set up, you know, a call with them. 
Okay, once again, our email address, bankchat.rthk.hk. I should say we did invite ESF management to uh, contribute this morning, but uh, no response. Uh, Rick says, I'll be glad to uh, see schools go back because I was very disappointed with the ESF school in Clearwater Bay, that's a primary school, in handling my son's remote schooling. While the school had gone to the trouble of setting up the teacher-student video link, the show is over by 10.30 max. That's 90 minutes to two hours. I really don't see why they couldn't have simulated the whole school day. And using the first session after the four-day break to discuss what the children did over the holidays, that old chestnut, is hard Hardly compelling tuition. Let's get back to some proper learning and hard graft, ESF. That comes uh, from Rick. On Facebook, Victoria Ann says, adding to someone's comment yesterday regarding private schools taking COVID-19 emergency funds from the government, they should not because they have substantial assets. Hong Kong International School, for instance, owns a huge portfolio of property from an entire building on South Bay to the peak, and still they redeveloped another building on the school land they were given in to staff quarters. On top of the substantial income they received from the properties. The school tried to deny but property owners of property is public info and can be searched via the Lands Department website once you have the exact address. That fund should be earmarked for people in dire straits, not wealthy private schools with a large income portfolio on the side. And uh, Barbara on Facebook says, I'm so lucky to uh, have only one son preparing for the DSE exam during the lockdown period. Basically we do our own things at home no conflict at all slow wi-fi speed is only a problem given we living in the countryside of uh, ss is that cheng shui i'm not sure for me uh, it's okay because i seldom use data and save data for him uh, why hong kong government don't solve this problem i was told from tv news there are many still many countryside houses with no internet uh, at all that comes uh, from uh, barbara um yeah Mervin chung what's the experience been like do you think from um, your talking to people involved in education of uh, distance learning uh is it something that people would you think will use more in the future or less in the future what you know how's it gone well i guess so uh following the um this um uh covid19 um uh, incident uh schools and then students and probably parents as well are getting more used to this kind mm. of uh, e- uh teaching and learning e- electronically <laughs> and uh uh, and Ms. Abraham, you, you, you said you seem to be quite happy with the uh, distance learning, how that's going. Do you, you don't have any problems getting your child motivated <laughs> to do it? Oh, I, 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 can't, I can't say that. Um, I'm not saying that she is as motivated as she would normally be when she would be in school. Mm. Uh, I, I do see that, you know, there are times when she's not interested, but it's never, uh, it's never been the case that she did not join the lesson. Um, I, actually, one time it did when they announced that the IB exams and the GCSE exams were cancelled, she kind of rebelled and said, you know, I'm not going to attend school today. And she didn't attend one lesson. But other than that, she has been very honest with her, you know, attendance. She wakes up on time on her own and she joins her lessons and, you know, she's very engaged. They have to be at year 12. They're very uh, independent kids. And, um, you know, as a parent, I'm very pleased to see that she's taken this seriously because, you know, if she doesn't, she's going to fall back with her studies because the course is constantly progressing. I think the online learning lessons have been very, very effective. Mm. And they are digital natives, aren't they, who are used to a lot of things going on online, a lot of socialising and all kinds of things happening online. Yes, that's right. They're they're very good with that. Um, The 
there's class sizes because in IB you are actually split into your subject choices and you don't sit through your class size. Some lessons are quite small, like her history lesson, compared to her other subjects. So, um, it, you know, the interaction with the kids, they are asked questions, they are expected to, you know, respond. Um, that that kind of uh, keeps the study, you know, the teachers keep them motivated. They give it exams, and right now she has tests going on, so she has to study. Has she been hanging out with her friends, or physically, or just online, or how's well, her social life? Well, live on Robinson Road. And yes, she did have, you know, she does meet with one or two friends and they go for a walk. And I I think that, uh, we, you know, in the beginning we were very worried about the risk, but um, it's been fine. And um, I see that when she comes back, she is really very happy and, uh, you know, energized and feels very happy to study again. So I think that that uh, social aspect of not seeing her peers has really, really been uh, demotivating for her. And uh it cheers her up to just see her friends. They talk regularly, you know, via all of the digital apps, Snapchat, Instagram, and all these other things, but it's no com- no comparison to being with them physically. So, yeah, she has met, like, one or two friends uh, over the last four months regularly, um, and they go for a walk around on Bowling Road or something. But, um, yeah, she does see some of her friends socially, yes. How are you feeling but they about... I yeah. all the time wearing masks. Yeah. How how are you feeling about the going back to school? Are you will you? <laughs> I'm very pleased, honestly, because uh, you know I know I've had an older child go to IB, so I know what to expect, and I'm worried that the stress will come in year thirteen when mm. everything will get forgotten next year, and things will be you know more or less back to normal. I hope. Um, so you know the year twelve, the impact that the year twelve have faced this year, and they're still going to have to do their exams. It's going to be very tough. Um, you know, my kids want to go to the U.S. for their education, and the SAT exams got cancelled. So it makes the coursework even more essential now. And um, you know, we don't even know how the universities are going to uh, take this. So that's another step because IB leads on through to university, and it's very, very crucial all these exams that they are having now. Okay. So well, I'm happy that they're getting to go back. We'll hopefully get a month back in school and uh, a lot can be achieved uh, you know with the right way the school handles it well which i'm very confident they will okay well thank you very much indeed for joining us and telling us uh, your your take uh, that's uh, alifa ibrahim who's a parent of a, uh, an ib student at island school uh, also uh, formerly on the island school uh, pta uh, chair of the island school uh, pta thank you very much indeed for joining us today mervin chung thank you very much indeed once again oh, chairman of the hong kong education policy concern organization and anna thank you very much indeed uh yeah, finally uh, an email from andy who says uh, on the house committee i had hoped that you would cover the issue of the house committee and the non-election of a chairman this week before it probably becomes history on Friday. Few people will even know what the House Committee does and the difference between it and the full LegCo. How did Dennis Kwok delay the election of a chairman by six months? Who are the candidates? Etc. Fear not, Andy, that we have that already down for tomorrow. That's the discussion that will be happening uh, before the uh, the showdown uh, uh, on uh, on Friday. So um, uh, join us for that, Andy, uh, and anyone else. Thank you very much indeed. Uh, here's the weather before we go. Sunny periods, hot Temperatures up to about 32 degrees today in the urban areas, a little bit warmer than new territories. The outlook very hot with sunny periods around in the next couple of days and then a few showers early next week. 29 degrees now. Relative humidity is at 80%. Facing this pandemic, we are all a bit anxious and distressed. 
the government understands the challenge that we face in an ever-changing situation. We must race against time and prepare for these changes and do our best with every detail and every arrangement. No matter how difficult it may be, this is our responsibility. At this time, with everyone's ongoing efforts and support, we have faith that together we can fight the virus. RTHK News. 9.32, time for the news with Samantha Butler. An infectious disease expert says now is the appropriate time to relax social distancing measures, given it's been 17 days with no local cases of COVID-19. But Dr Joseph Jung called the virus situation outside of Hong Kong dangerous, saying cross-border students shouldn't be allowed to return to school here and border and quarantine measures shouldn't be relaxed. Donald Trump has described the coronavirus pandemic as the worst attack ever on the United States, saying the global outbreak wouldn't have happened if China had acted quicker. Mr Trump said the fallout from the pandemic had hit the country harder than the Japanese bombing of Pearl Harbor in World War II or the September 11th attacks two decades ago. And Venezuelan state television has shown a video of an American citizen apparently confessing that he took part in a plot to overthrow the government of President Nicolas Maduro. I'll have more news at 10 o'clock. Stand by for the brew. Uh, sociology prof from the University of Set and Costume Designer, great interpreter of Beethoven. And by oh so shy, quiet and retiring doggy council co-founder of Rockefeller Records. Hello. This is really for adults, it's not really for kids. Good morning. Yeah, well, it's fun, you know. Hello. Decipher what's happening behind the lift. Good morning. In-depth interviews and also observations. Absolutely no way. On your radio and live online, this is The Morning Brew. Welcome to Thursday. I'm Phil Whelan. This is The Morning Brew and I'm very happy to be back with you. Well, Thursday pretty much does what it says on the tin. Steve Vine's with us at 10.10 for this week's ceremonial chewing it around. Well, Hong Kong seems to be emerging bit by bit from its enforced hibernation with rules apparently, as of now, possibly, add caveat here, being relaxed. Of course, these days, the gut reaction of most people here to any new government policy is to look over their shoulder and suspect an ulterior motive. But will our boy be convinced? Join him on Facebook Live. Morning brews the page. A bit later on, we're going to welcome back Dr David Gething. Uh, well, today, likely from the back of his car, so possibly audio only. Anyway, we've got a really good topic today. We're going to follow on in some medical detail from yesterday's topic with Janice Jensen from Nevis Animal Speak. We were asked by a listener about plant-based diets, anti-inflammatory stuff for poor pets with arthritis. So Dave's very kindly agreed to get into that. At 12.10, we're going to hit the Skype. Our weekly wine wine with JC Viennes. This really has turned into more of an excuse for JC to crack open a bottle live on air. So why don't you join him for a glass on Facebook Live? 12.10, here on Radio 3. Yeah. 